Beards for Radio. Hey, this is Joe. And this is Sasha. And this is Beards for Radio. And uh, we got some breaking news to start off. We just found out less than an hour ago that LeBron James heading to the Lakers on a four-year, $154 million deal. Uh, Sasha, why do you think the king is heading to Los Angeles? Well, I mean, this is a no-brainer. He's, you know, last season, it was known that he had a house in Los Angeles. It got vandalized with some uh, racial slurring on it. But his son just uh, uh, started playing basketball at a high school called Sierra Canyon High. So um, his kid's playing basketball. He has a house in California. You know, he has a house in California. You know, L.A. has room for two max deals, not just LeBron, somebody else. So it would be enticed to see who else they sign now. They got a lot of role players, young role players that are making pretty much dirt money in the NBA. So they have room for another max deal. Uh, it is on the table, so it's not obviously it's not PG three. We're gonna get to him in a little bit, but who mm-hmm. else do you think could join the Lakers? Because they have the money, they have the cap space. It's just gonna be intriguing to see who they bring in. I have no clue. Right? Does this mean they make trade for Kawhi now? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how much legitimacy there is to this, but Stephen A. Smith had a report that LeBron was texting KD trying to get him to ditch the Lakers or ditch the Warriors rather to come to the Lakers. Um, But I mean, I don't see why Kevin Durant would ever leave Golden State for Los Angeles, even with a LeBron James there. Agree. Yeah. um, You know, look at the the big name free agents that are still available. We just saw Chris Paul resign with the Rockets. I know him and LeBron are pretty close friends. Carmelo opted in in OKC. He, he, him and him and LeBron were pretty close, if I recall. Yeah, I um, trying to think of like all the other free agents available. I don't know who they who they go after at this point, but I think now they try to make the swing for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I think I think in all actuality, sound if you're a Lakers fan, you know it sounds good. Ooh, bring Kawhi over here. But do we think the Spurs are that stupid? To, to take one no. of their star players and put him back into the West and make it way more competitive than it already is. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think they're going to make – why is going to make that move to L.A. just because the Spurs aren't going to want him playing in the West, especially for, for the Lakers now with LeBron. James. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's – He's he's going west for the first time too. I think this puts his finals streak in legitimate danger because even if they do add Kawhi, I I still don't think they beat the Warriors if the Warriors stay intact. Oh LA no way, man! Not this year. Yeah, I don't I don't think they I don't think they're I don't think they're no teams built to beat the Warriors. The Warriors are so good depth wise, you know that. They can plug and play here and there whenever they whenever it's needed. Um, I mm-hmm. like his – he has a young core of guys over there. He has, you know, Lonzo. They have Kuzma. They have Russell. They have uh, – or Julius Randle, I'm sorry. Uh, they have mm-hmm. Ingram. They just got Mo Wagner. You, know, you got your stretch five that he that he likes in uh, 
what's his face? Kevin loves so much as a young, uh, a young, brand new yeah. stretch five. You know what I'm saying? So he can mold these kids to be something of what he wants. You know what I'm saying? It could definitely be his team. But yeah, I don't see them I don't see them going over the hump to beat the Warriors. Like right. that's that's what it comes down to. It's just the Warriors. Are they gonna beat them or not? Well, we just had the NBA awards and a lot of people agreed that LeBron James should have been the NBA MVP, but it went to James Harden, who resides in Houston. Do you think maybe that played a little bit of a factor? Because now he's going to be playing James Harden face-to-face a lot more often during the regular season, maybe during the playoffs. Right. I think, yeah, I personally think that he got he got gypped out of MVP. Right. I mean, s- step back and I look mean, at it, man, you know. LeBron- if, if we went by most valuable player, it really would go to LeBron every year. So I'm not upset that LeBron doesn't get MVP every year because I like mixing it up a bit. But this year it was ridiculous. Like from the from the tip of the season, it seemed like everyone was pushing for James Harden. Yeah, dude, most definitely. And I don't know why. It's like it's like LeBron and James made this comment uh, in the finals. They're like, he's like, I can't take days off. You know, it was kind of crummy. It was a kind of crummy thing to say, you know, from like a teammate standpoint. If you're one of his teammates to hear that. But it's yeah. true. He had nobody to, like, LeBron James cannot take a day off. He played 82 games the whole year, and he played every game in playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Jesus Christ. That is, at 33 years of age, people are slowing down at that point, you know? And he's was just going with a full head of steam. And he's right. He didn't have no – like, if he, had a, if he had a bad game, if Curry has a bad game, KD or Clay will step up. You know what I'm saying? Vice versa, any of those guys had a bad game. We saw it in Houston all year long. If if uh, if uh, uh, Harden couldn't step up, George, uh, 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 Chris Paul Chris was Paul. there. Yeah. LeBron had no no other guy to rest anything on, and for that alone, for that alone, not taking any days off, dude, he got he got chipped out of MVP most definitely. And I think this year, I don't. I think it was just a no-brainer to give it to him, but obviously some of the voters had no brains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think LeBron has matured a little bit too. Like in the past, you know, we saw the decision on uh, ESPN. He had like an hour feature, you know, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Then four years ago, we had an article in Sports Illustrated about I'm coming home. And now it's just an Instagram post like, hey, thank you. Ohio, you know, he, he brought Cleveland to championship. Everybody's pretty familiar that that is not a city that's used to getting championships. Um, so I think he's leaving on better terms this time. But, you know, this seemed pretty quiet and pretty quick. Like uh, NBA free agency just started less than a day ago, and he's already signed with the team. Right. I think he's he, um, his family are itching to get out in L.A. and get their life started, to be honest yeah. with you. So yeah. – it's going to be a wild year next year, man. It really is. Um, I want to see, I want to see now what happens to the East. Now the East is wide open, you know? Yeah. I I, I think it comes down to Boston and Philly now. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I really believe so. I mean, Boston was right there with them, with the Cavaliers, with LeBron, and they didn't have Gordon Hayward or Kyrie Irving. And, they were a young team. Their best player, their best scoring option, anyways, was a rookie. 
and Jalen Brown, uh, I think a second year player, second or third year. Second, you're right. Second year. Yeah. Um, but with LeBron's age, do you think this is the last four year contract we see him sign? Like he'll be what 37 at the end of this contract if he if he stays all four years in Los Angeles. Um, I hope that this next four years he really makes it a run because I feel like. I, first of all, I feel like if he leaves Cleveland right now, he's already given Cleveland the championship. You know, they have it hasn't done that in a, a number of years. So that dude can walk in and out of Cleveland, in my opinion. Okay, right. But he needs to go to LA and really sink his teeth into getting more championships. You know what I'm saying? Because now this is his legacies on the line. I don't want to see him do a Jordan and like be like Wizards Jordan. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see that out of LeBron James. I want him to retire. Like like Kobe Bryant going out scoring sixty something points and being like, this is the greatest going away game I've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Like Jordan yeah. didn't know when to hang up his shoes, and I hope LeBron does doesn't follow in those same footsteps. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, for sure. I think I think he could have a bit to learn from Magic Johnson. Maybe like think about it. We know Magic Johnson's career was cut short due to. Um, him being HIV positive, diagnosed with AIDS. Mm-hmm. But he's made it so far, you know, he's still kicking it. He's still alive. Right, right. <laughs> you know, Magic Johnson had, um, I believe, five championships, went to the finals seven or eight times. I don't have the numbers right in front of me. But I think he can be kind of like a teacher to LeBron James in a way. And in yeah. a way, he can kind of – he can kind of like finish his career with LeBron in a weird way because Magic's career ended so abruptly. Like, I feel like he still had some prime or at least the end of his prime years left in him, and they were taken away like that. Like, he was about almost the same player that LeBron James is now when he had to retire so suddenly. It's true. They almost, you're right. They almost, I'm about to say that they almost have like a mirrored game, you know. Um, there were both strong, big dudes that could run the point if needed be. You know what I'm saying? He, um, if need be, he did run the point at 6'10". You know what I'm saying? LeBron James plays better than he is, runs the uh, you know point forward position. They almost have like a similar type game. They, they, they look to for best shot, whether it's a pass or, uh, or taking it themselves. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be quite interesting how Magic and him, how they're uh, – a relationship ends up, and I and I knew was he was going to LA because he went to LA himself and sent his agent to Philadelphia. You know what I'm saying? That just shows me that you're more wanting to go to LA because you want to be there, you know, in person yourself, not just send your people down to you know Philadelphia to just uh, I don't know what you're doing, throwing people off. To be nice and like not let them, right. you know, you know. Games. Right, right. You could have been doing that too. So I don't know, but it's going to be intriguing. But you know what else is really intriguing? Did you hear about this uh, this Lakers fan who uh, he's like, I guess he's a wealthy businessman. He's a Lakers fan, dude lives in LA, and he, he uh, rented like 40 billboards. Oh. Did you hear about this? I've heard about some of these billboards. LeBron has been tagged, kind of tagged. I've seen him like outside of New York, outside Philadelphia. Um, I didn't know about the ones in L.A. Dude, this guy put up 40 of them, right? He put about 40 billboards of trying to bring LeBron James, and he spent 
I think it was like a few. There's like twenty to 15, 15 probably with LeBron. The rest of them were for PG thirteen. Now we know how that turned out for that man. At least he got LeBron out of the billboard deal. If like if you could say that the advertising works, but PG thirteen didn't bite, you know. And that guy is staying over there in OKC. So, how do you think that's gonna go? Because I think that was a dumpster fire to begin with last season. I don't know why the hell he would stay. I think yeah. they're gonna end up the same way next year. That's surprising because Paul George is an LA kid, if I if I recall correctly. And you are correct. I I just didn't see it working in OKC. I thought maybe it could work on paper, but you got Carmelo Anthony, who is a me first, shoot first type of player in the twilight of his career. You have Russell Westbrook, who to be honest, is more of a stat chaser than a winner. Like he's he fills out a stat sheet just fine. You know, he breaks triple-double records, but, you know, hasn't been to the Western Conference Finals all that many times. And it's not for lack of talent because he's had talent around him. And then you have Paul George, who I thought would, out of those three, would be the one I would want on my team because he's more – he's a better two-way player than either of those guys. But he's also – This is correct. He's not Batman. Like, when he was with the Panthers, he shrunk in the – in the in the big lights on the big stage, he did not step up. He didn't answer the bat signal, if you will. He wanted out of Indianapolis, and we all thought it was because he wanted to go back to L.A. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Like I know Russell Westbrook had a party at his house last night, and maybe it was just like spur of the moment, and Paul George just felt at home or something. But you know, it didn't work last year, and I have no reason to believe it'll work in the future. I feel like. He, he could have been a very solid Robin to LeBron James's Batman. And I, I just, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why he would do that. Yeah. I, I don't understand it, man, because to me, like, you're right. Like Russell has boatloads of talent, but he is just, he has that like cancerous type of mentality to him. You know what I'm saying? And, and Mallow to me is probably the one of the biggest, most, the cancer spreaders in the NBA history. Oh, for sure. You know, and, you know, and like you said, you can get triple double records all year long. Look at this year, man. You did this, you did the same thing you did last year, and nobody even puts you at top five contention for MVP. Mm-hmm. You average a triple double two years in a row, and no one batted a lash the second year round because it's like, okay, is that all you're gonna give us? If that's all you're gonna give us, man, we really don't give a fuck about giving you MVP. Excuse my language, but. You're you're stacked with that team. You have you have a good one of the best big men, right, in the pick and roll game with Adams. You know he does it on the, on both ends of the floor. He's a beast. Adams would be one of those big men that I'd keep just because that'd be someone I want to go to war with type people. You know, yeah. and, and and you can barely 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 squeak in last seed. It's just it's not working. I don't understand why they're. You know they're they're beating a dead horse. This is this is the this is the epitome of going insane right now. OKC's going insane because if they think they're gonna come and do something better than they did last year, they are gonna be sadly mistaken, man. It's gonna be a really rude awakening for them. That's just my opinion. And you know they lowballed the original big three that they had drafted. They did great in drafting Kevin Durant, then Russell Westbrook, then James Harden. And they lowballed Harden, traded him. They, in my opinion, didn't treat Kevin Durant rightly when he was there, and he clearly wanted out. 
and all of a sudden they're just desperate to keep this three together. Like I, I don't get that. Yeah, it's yeah, I'm with you, man. It's just like wrong people, wrong time. I may be mistaken, but I think they're paying more for Carmelo, Russ, and PG thirteen than what they would have hypothetically paid for Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. And those were three MVP winners who kind of gelled together when they did play together. I think they were only together for three or four years, but they gelled. Yeah. Like, would they be able to keep their egos intact if they were still in OKC? We we will never know. We will never know that. But, wow, could you imagine that, man? Can you imagine Russ, Russ, Russ and uh, Harden one, two, KD at three. You got my man Adams at five. Get yourself a serviceable four. We're going to probably shoot the three, three point ball, man. Ooh, you got a squad, dude. Yeah. But then again, th- then again, the bench plays such a huge role and they they don't have depth on the bench. You know, I'm, I don't want to keep going back, back to uh, Golden State, but they, have such a good system going where they got bench players that are come up and and you know give these guys breaks while being damn good and being you know more than serviceable and doing their job to give the their superstars breaks. So yeah. until people get get that formula right, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't see Golden State slowing down anytime soon unless their star players and people want to split up and start, you know, making their own legacy, you know, what you will. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a headline I just found on ESPN right in front of me saying that the Pelicans and Lakers uh, both called Demarcus Cousins on the first day of free agency. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> let's talk about another locker room cancer. Um, Boogie. Yeah, I mean, I think it says something that the Pelicans do want him back, even though I think they were a little bit better without him. Um. But, I mean, the Lakers, maybe they knew they were going to get LeBron and they wanted to give him a big guy like DeMarcus Cousins, Boogie Cousins. Yeah. Or maybe maybe they're also reaching out to see if they can get either or Boogie or AD. Can you imagine AD and the Lakers, man? Wow. Crazy. That would, that would be something, man. Uh, Anthony Davis on the Lakers with LeBron, they'd be now, – now, now you're talking. Now, now you pique my interest. AD goes to the Lakers, not so much Bo- Boogie, too. If Boogie goes to the Lakers, too, what are those guys? But especially AD, because I think AD is a special special talent. Yeah. Man, now you pique my interest on the West. I think Unibrow is a better teammate, too, than, than Boogie. Because, I don't know, you just you never hear any issues with, with Anthony Davis. Yeah, dude, that's – um. That's something, but like, like, like the Pelicans are the West, right? Mm-hmm. They're considered the West. Would you want to make your conference more competitive against you? I mean, this goes back around to the the, the Spurs thing. You know, right. are you going to trade Kawhi to the West? Are you going to look to trade your two big guys? Yeah, to well, look to I'm, trade them to the East. If I'm the Pelicans, I'm never getting rid of Anthony Davis. I'm trying everything I can to keep Anthony Davis because it seems like he's not unhappy there. It seems like he's fine. And he really gelled with Rajon Rondo and uh, Drew Holiday. Um, and I think he can eventually be like one of the better, if not the best current NBA players. 
Oh yeah, dude. I think that guy's like, like, like once in a you know decade type player, man. With his with his length and his style, you know, he can be, you know, almost like KD esque. You know, um, I mean, the kid, the dude started off as a point guard in high school, and then sprouted to seven foot something. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he had the skills to begin with, and then the height just you know put him to you know new levels. No pun intended, but. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I don't, I don't see them getting rid of him. They shouldn't get rid of him. But if if he if any of those guys go over there, man, it's gonna it's it, it'll be interesting if if they get a big man like that. Yeah, um, I I think it does say something that the Pelicans did reach out to Demarcus Cousins because a lot of people thought, you know, uh, just the la- based on the last year and a half of him in the locker room was not good. But if they reached out to him day one, then maybe they do want him back. Maybe that says something about him. But, yeah. I mean, sometimes these knuckleheads grow up, you know, but sometimes they don't and they – or or sometimes they stay knuckleheads and they grab Uber driver's boobs and get suspended for three games like uh, Jameis Winston, you know. And, and some sometimes these guys go past that. But I, I see a little more in, in Cousins – I know I see him as a high head, but sometimes, dude, that guy is such a great all-around big man. You know what I'm saying? Inside and out, and on a defensive end. So I pull for him. I hope he hope he does. But yeah, he has a knucklehead syndrome. You know what are you gonna do? Yeah. And get the way self-destruct in a way. No. Um. Obviously, we know the Pistons have very little money because they got so much tied up in their three, quote unquote, superstars. Um. But they're bringing back a local kid. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. They signed Glenn Robinson the third, former U of M product. GR three. Yeah, GR three. That's right. Uh, two year, eight million dollars. I feel like that's a steal, in my opinion. Uh, in in modern day NBA, that's highway robbery. <laughs> yeah. But I, I I like him. I like him. We needed we needed a a small forward type player we don't have too many small forwards on our squad um you know Dwayne Casey had a really good he had a really good speech at the uh, um award ceremony um every time I hear him talk I, I like him even more I just the presser with him and Gores kind of pissed me off because primarily because of Tom Gores to be honest with you but I like Dwayne Casey Dwayne, Dwayne Casey talks he talks about you know our proverbial you know like you said big three if that's really what you want to call our big three Whatever, but he's pushing hard for Henry Ellison, Luke Kennard, and Stanley Johnson, and that's good because I see he can develop Stanley Johnson. And I don't think Stanley Johnson has developed yet, but yeah, we need a, a player like GR three. They signed a dude from Texas Tech, uh, Keenan Evans, on one of those two way deals like they did uh, that one guy bike last year. But you pronounce the name bike, but it's like spelled B U Y C K something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have a. T- two-way contract, which is like 24, you play, you suit up for 24 NBA games and you play 24 NBA games and the rest of your kind con- and the rest of your contract, you play out through the, the G league, the, the uh, business development league. Yeah. So they got him. Uh, I, I really like what they did uh, late and late in the, uh, the draft round. They got that Kyrie, Kyrie Thomas dude from Creighton. You know, he's, they said he's a good three and D player. You know, I like the fact that Dwayne Casey comes in and there's no moves to be made. And he's making moves off rip. 
And even though we're looking at him like, I don't know this kid too much. I really, I don't know Keenan Evans too much. I haven't seen too much of this Creighton guy, Tom, uh, Kyrie Thomas. He has, he also got this dude uh, from Miami. You don't know too much about him. Just, you know, stuff from the tournament. So it's like, at least he's making moves. You know what I'm saying? So I'll, I'll give him that. Um, I'm excited to see what he has to bring. I'm ex- definitely excited about this GR3 trade um, or acquire. So, yeah. Um, I think it fills a couple needs because Robinson, he's still relatively young. I think he's 24 now and he's athletic. He was the 2017 slam dunk champion. Um, mm-hmm. And I haven't really watched him much in the NBA, but when he was at Michigan, he was a solid two-way player and he could shoot. He could take it to the rim. And obviously the athleticism was clear from day one. I, I, I love the, I love the signing. I think it's great. Yeah, so do I. I think I think it shows steps in the right direction. I show Dwayne Casey is literally hitting the ground running. You know what I'm saying? He's been wasting no time since he's been here. You know, and and who's who's to say that he's behind it? You know, you know, because they're they, they're trying to get away from the you know whole uh, president of basketball operations slash coach slash GM type deal. Right. They're trying to get away from that. But I'm sure they went down to Dwayne Casey and were like, what do you think? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, we're all we're all gonna be in this together. Got the fans go over here doing this thing, blah, blah, this, this, that, and the third. But what do you think? You get you this is the guy who's gonna be, you know, developing this kid, these kids. He's the guy who's gonna be coaching these guys, you know, putting his team together on his back, you know. So I'm sure they they got his opinion and his, you know, thoughts on these signings and these drafts as well. So I like the steps they're taking. At least they're taking steps and not stupid steps like Blake steps, which I know they, I know, I know, I know they can't afford to take Blake steps anymore, you know, but at least it's not Blake steps, I guess. Right. And they're still operating without a real GM. So it's like, we don't know if this is Ed Stefanski making these moves or if Dwayne Casey is having more of a hand in it, but I'm all for it. I think it's good. Yeah, most definitely, man. And like, you know, and like you said, it's only a few days into uh, to free agencies. I, I didn't think LeBron uh, and uh, PG would sign this early. They did. They're off the board. You know, you know, you know. Chris Paul's off the board. Now the biggest thing is like, where's Kawhi going? Right. You know. So I think that's the next best thing to look at. And after that, I think it's just pretty much fillers. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have to find your role players. You're gonna find your guys that are, that are gonna be needed. So. Um, yeah, man, like, the free agency has just begun, man. It's just going to get a lot. I think it's going to be a lot more intriguing. We have a lot more to talk see over, uh, you know, the summer breaks that we have from the NBA. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe Trevor Ariza has also left the Rockets, so he's available. Um, He's underrated player too. And then we got Dwight Howard is available, but I don't know who's who's gonna touch him. Obviously not the Lakers with his history there. I don't think he'd be back. Yeah. No way. No way. No way. He's he's to me one of the biggest up there to be one of the biggest busts in NBA history. He's too nice of a guy. If he had more of a killer instinct on him, and he like he did his like low game didn't never developed. All he does is like front the basket. Or, you know, and tries to shoot or tries to dunk on somebody, he, like, developed no game. You know what I'm saying? If I was an NBA if I was an NBA coach or I was an NBA – if I owned, owned a team, I'd be like, all right, I'm a big man. Yeah, I got K- – I, I hired Kevin Garnett and Akeem Olajuwon to come work with you guys, all my big men. 
You know what I'm saying? And all and, and all my guards and you know and everybody, I'd get everybody to practice with you know with some of the best shooters in NBA history. You know what I'm saying? I just wouldn't let somebody be like, okay, well, you know, he's raw talent. I'm just gonna let him go at it. No, man, you you gonna want to develop. You gonna want to learn. You know what I'm saying? You gonna and and, and why not from the best? Garnett's going around doing it. He's going around showing these uh, uh, young uh, big men post moves. Akeem Olajuwon showing them the dream up and under. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, just because you got the NBA doesn't mean you can't develop more. And I feel like Dwight Howard's the epitome of that. You know what I'm saying? He could have been so much more, but he's just, we saw him. He's too goofy. Like, Dwight Howard is just too much of a goof. It seems like he doesn't take it seriously most of the time. Like, well, most definitely. He's as goofy as Shaq was, but Shaq produced even when he was, even when he thought he was like a comic or a rapper or an actor, he still produced. He still won championships. Yeah. But like, yeah, man, um, the West is looking strong. Um, the East, I think, is wide open. That might entice uh, the Spurs to look to trading Kawhi over there. You know what I'm saying? Because. I'm, they're 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 screaming for uh, a mega superstar on the East Coast, you know. So Kawhi, I think, is definitely a good spot to go to the East because the Spurs aren't just gonna let him go for nothing, yeah. you know. We we saw happen we saw happen what two years ago with uh, KD. They, they they called his bluff. I'm a free agent. Bye. You know what I'm saying? So they got nothing out of the deal. You know what I'm saying? They just cleared money from the books, but they got nothing out of the deal. They, got, they lost their bargaining chip, and, and Spurs better watch out or that shit's going to happen to them too. Off, off of them, Blake Griffin, Reggie Jackson, and Andre Drummond. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that in a second and just rebuild the next 10 years. Less, <laughs> to be honest with you. Right. But, yeah, that's pretty much it for the NBA, man. It's kind of quiet. NFL, I – I, I kind of ran into like one thing that really piqued my curiosity. Have you seen the TO videos? Oh yeah, this is something I've been learning a forty-yard dash. Awesome. Go ahead, talk about it, bro. This is a great. This is this great. Is great. Oh. This dude just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Turned down the invite because he was a second ballot, and I guess he was upset by that. And I guess he's been pushing for the Packers to sign him. Like, how crazy would that be? <laughs> Have somebody get elected to the Hall of Fame, come out of retirement and play. So you literally have a current Hall of Famer playing in the NFL. Yeah, wild, man. And the video goes on to show Julio Jones was actually timing him. He ran a 4-4-3-40 yard dash at 44 years of age. These guys, some of these guys in the league aren't even running that, dude. Right. That's fast. At 44? (laughs) He hasn't played in like five or six years either. But he, he in like I also saw another video that accompanied it. He was on the beach with his family, and dude looks in peak physical condition. So my question to you is, Joe, would you sign him if you were if you were a team and you had the money? Let's say you're a GM for uh, Green Bay. Would you sign T.O.? You just lost Jordy Nelson. Would you sign T.O.? If it was me, I, yes. I think I would. Because what can you lose? 
if he plays like three or four games and he's terrible, cut him, let him retire and stay retired. But if he comes back and he's even decent for Aaron Rodgers, then you look like a genius for bringing this guy back. Um, right. <laughs> but knowing knowing Green Bay's general management is not going to happen because the biggest move they've made ever is bringing in Jimmy Graham, who's aging. <laughs> If, if I was Aaron Rodgers, I might pull a Kawhi and demand a trade to somewhere that'll actually put talent around him. Yeah, most definitely. But, like, now, like, like it's out of his hands now. You know what I'm saying? Now it's just, like, either you get to play out this year and go into free agency or we're just going to trade your ass. And I think that's what's going to happen. But for but for T.O., yeah, I definitely – you're right. What can you lose? Right. It's great publicity, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, if he does bad the th- first three, four games, like you said, you let him go. It was great publicity. You, you probably, you probably got, you probably got some jersey sales. You probably got some merch sales. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you definitely got, you definitely piqued, you know, America's interest in it. They definitely tuned in to see shit. They, they definitely will, will try uh, are going to watch the games. They're probably going to put you in more Sunday, uh, you know, in more prime time games. Yeah. And, what's going on so i mean I think it's an all-around win but i just think it's so intriguing at 44 years old you're running a 4.4340 that's nuts yeah nuts me i hope i hope i'm that physically fit well i've never been that physically fit <laughs> but i hope i'm like you know fit at 44 like this man is where he looks like he's literally like 28 30 years old yeah. you know like you know good for him you know I- i'm an older fella i got grays i'm rooting for the older guys dude so I think it would be great. I think it would be. And what one thing that happened was like an NFL Twitter page posted a video. It was like a cut up of Aaron Rodgers dropping back and throwing, and then they cut it to a video of T.O. catching. And it says, "Imagine this: Aaron Rodgers drops back, he looks and fires two dot 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 Terrell Owens question mark." And then Terrell Owens retweeted it and said, "Still can happen. Still can happen." Yeah, I'm telling you. I think, I think T.O. is, I think. As we get older, man, and as we evolve as human beings, I think the medical is going to get better. I think that we are going to live longer. We are going to be able to, you know, oh, I broke my leg. Here's a bionic leg, you know, type deal. I think we'll end up getting to that point. I don't know when, you know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, I'm, but I'm also a sci-fi geek. Right. So, you know, this stuff kind of intrigues me. But, um, yeah, I – I would love, I would love, I would love, I would love to see him. And the fact that Julio Jones was there with him, who's one of the, you know, at least him and Antonio Brown, to me, are the the two top wide receivers in the league as of right now. You know, Odell Beckham, you can make an argument for that. But, yeah, dude, I, him being there just makes it a lot more intriguing. <laughs> like, what's he doing working out with these guys, you know? Like, what's going on, you know? I would love to see that. He would even fit well. He would fit well in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Take a little bit of pressure off of Julio Jones on the left side. You know, who knows? But yeah, I would definitely love to see this. This this is a good news that came out of the NFL, man. And I think I think wide receivers are gonna have it a bit easier because um just earlier today, uh safety for the Seattle Seahawks camp chancellor posted on Twitter a long note and it looks like he's retiring. Really? Yeah. So that paired with like the loss of Richard Sherman, it looks it's the end of the, the Legion of Boom. Yeah. And plus and plus it's no more boom in the NFL anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's like right now you get it, it 
you know, so, <laughs> right. So Terrell Owens, it, it might be easier for him to make that transition into the NFL right now because it's not as physical as it was when he played. You know what I'm saying? So he might be able to last longer during the games, have a little more longevity because, you know, there, you have so much area to hit. You can't leave with your helmet, defenseless receivers, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and especially especially if they change, like, the, um, you know, that, that the three-yard, you know, stick them rule at the, at the line of scrimmage, yeah. they might be changing that around, too, where, it, 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 you know, it might be uh, pass interference might be smaller, you know, so it, it's making it easier for the uh, uh, offensive uh, side of the ball. So I think it'd be a good time for him to transition into NFL, but we'll come back to that transition into. Not only that for Seattle, but Earl Thomas, it's it almost looks certain that he wants to go to the Cowboys. You call a game at the in the middle of last season after the game, he walked into the Cowboys locker room post game and was like telling them to come get him. So you have Richard Sherman being released and signing with the Niners. and He's not what he was. You have Cam Chancellor seemingly retiring and Earl Thomas apparently wanting to be in Dallas. Um, is it kind of like disappointing that the Seahawks only got one Super Bowl out of the amazing defense they had? Yes, absolutely, man, because – you know, Carol's Carol's blunder at the at the one yard line when you should have gave it to Beast Mode. Yeah, you know it's probably the worst calls in 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 NFL probably history or at, at least in my time watching the NFL. Um, yeah, it is when you got when you got that much you know talent. It's it's like it's like LeBron James, man. He should have more championships than he has, especially in Cleveland. He should have more championships than just one in Cleveland. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, with, with the, especially with the team he had uh, the year before they lost, but I just, yeah, it's uh, it's it's heartbreaking to see that because I think Russell Russell Wilson, Russell, you know, Russell the Muscle, Russell Hustle, whatever you want to call him, but he is such a good person outside of you know playing football that you root you kind of root for players like that you know what i'm saying but then again you know on the opposite end a lot of people don't like the the richard sherman type players which i don't mind you know i grew up watching deon sanders love deon sanders i love the mouth i love the trash talk oh, yeah. it's part of the game to me getting in the heads of psyches of players it's, it's part of the game to me but yeah it's i i love cam chancellor i think you know you're not gonna see another free safety like him you know for a long time because they don't make free safeties like that anymore. You know, he, you know, I grew up watching Steve, Steve Atwater, Ronnie Lott. You know, those guys were free safeties. They'll you know, come up and they, they'll come up and cover you better, better than a, a cornerback, and they'll come up and smack you just as hard as a linebacker. And they don't make free safeties like that anymore. So, um, yeah, it's kind of heartbreaking to see Cam, uh, Cam Chancellor go, but the NFL is taking a completely different route the way they're going, and you know, he might not want to get fined or and or hurt. You know, what I'm saying because that's the style of play. Well, you know, after the Seahawks just demolished uh, the record-breaking offense with Peyton Manning and the Broncos, it looked <clears throat> excuse me, it looked inevitable that they were going to be like the next dynasty, like they were going to be unstoppable for years. And they seemingly cruised to the Super Bowl the next year when they should have handed it off to Beast Mode and beat the Patriots. Still frustrated about that. Um, honestly, I think they're all still together, including Beast Mode if they do hand it off 
get in the end zone and win that game. I think they're still together kicking ass and taking names. You know what? That, that could be. But, that's, but yeah. it's, very, it's very rare seeing players start with a team and retire with a team anymore. Yeah. You know, I who's the, last team, who's the last player to do that? Kobe? <laughs> you know? You're not, you're not seeing that as much. But, you know, that's like a big what if. Like, what if the Thunder kept KD, Westbrook, and Harden all together? It's, it's something we'll never know for sure. Absolutely. But, like, um, th- those are good. Those are good NFL talks we have, good moments in NFL. Now is a little crazy one. You know, every single year we hear about something that goes on in NFL, you know, outside of the lines, you know, domestic violence, drunk driving, this, that, and the third. Aaron Hernandez, crazy stories, right? Yeah. Another crazy story coming out of New York. Janoris Jenkins, have you heard about this? Oh, they found a dead body at this dude's house. Like, what? Right. And the, the crazy thing is, this guy This guy was a friend of the family. His name was uh, Roosevelt Rain. And uh, I guess, like a, like, a house worker found him. And he was asphyxiated and strangled. And it's under investigation. And his brother, William, is getting charged. William Jenkins, brother Janoris Jenkins, is getting charged for manslaughter for this crime. So, man, what's your take on this? Like, like yeah. what would you do if you're Janoris Jenkins and getting this call in Miami that there's a dead body in your house? I'm freaking out because, like, there's no way you can't look bad in this situation. It's your house, and somebody just turns up dead in the middle of the offseason. Like... And, and then, like, all of a sudden, your brother is being charged with it, too? Like, that's not any more of a sigh of relief, because now your brother could be put away for life. Like, I haven't really read up on it, but that's... I saw that headline. I was like, what in the hell is going on out there? Yeah, so that, that that's what pretty much happened. He got a call saying, they, there's a dead body in your house. It's your, it's your family friend that's been staying there, and your brother's arrested for manslaughter for it was it's it's man in the in the charge is weird it's it's strangulation slash asphyxiation so like how did he kill him i don't know was there a reason was there a tussle i don't know you know how did did he just leave the body out or did he try to hide it and like i guess a house worker found her like i don't know, like a gardener or maid or a butler a house cleaner something found him i don't know but like what if what if Janoris Jenkins got in an argument with this dude and was like, bro, I need you to leave my house. You no longer rock in my house. And then sends his brother to go over there. And his brother, you know, get the heck out of my brother's house. He doesn't want you here. Some stuff happens and he ends up choking this guy to death. Like, I'm, I'm really curious to see what comes out of it. I mean, the juice was just released from prison like a year ago. Are we sure it wasn't OJ Simpson? Dude, if the glove does not quit, fit, you must acquit. <laughs> Any gloves found at the crime scene? Or do we know? Do we know if there are any gloves at the crime scene? Right, no clue. But yeah, I I, I hope it works out for him. You know, God bless that man. Um, pray for them what they're going through. I I hope it's something that you know wasn't a murder or violence involved in it. You know, I'm not saying it's someone lost their life. I'm not saying, but you know, if it's natural and something else happened besides violence might soften the blow a little bit. So right. prayers to that. And it's just crazy what's going on. 
I can't imagine. But yeah, we yeah, talk. I can't imagine like a crazier call to get than like, hey, somebody, somebody is dead at your house. Boom, one. It's a family friend. Boom, number two, and your brother is now in custody. Boom, number three. Like that's that's just got to be insane. Right, crazy. And so she's everything's been going on and like. The Giants, what they go three thirteen last year. They lose Bob McAdoo, you know, crazy asshole coach. They re-signed Eli Manning, who I think is done for. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah, they, they, they got Saquon, but still, I, it's, it's a, it's a crazy story to come out, come out of New York. I just had to throw it out there, but yeah. yeah. So, but I'm gonna hop back to NBA. You know, we talked about the coach of the year. We talked about MVP. We didn't talk about rookie of the year. Oh yeah. You know, I know he's not technically so rookie. I know he's not technically right, a rookie, on. but I really, I really stand by Donovan Mitchell winning rookie of the year. Like he didn't play it all last year, so this was technically his first year playing, but it was his second year on a contract. But I stand by. I think he earned it. I think I, I wouldn't have been upset if it went to Mitchell, but I do think Ben Simmons deserved it. Oh, yeah. He, I, I think a little different. I think he had. It's like you had a year to prep. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like you you took uh you took like pre 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 rookie year training. You know what I'm saying? It's like you got to you got to you know somewhat train with the players. You worked out. You understood you know the system. You gelled with your players. You developed a relationship with them. You looked at tapes. You developed a relationship with the faculty, coaches, trainers, whatever and whatnot. You know, so you feel a little more comfortable. You know what I'm saying? And plus, dude, he came, you know, that 76ers team, you know, they went far because they have great talent on that team. Mm-hmm. Flip to Utah. Utah just lost Gordon Hayward. They just lost Rodney Hood. You know, they're just, you know, what to do, what to do. They have no clue what to do. And here comes Donovan Mitchell. And that dude put the rookie, put that team on their back and took them that far when everyone thought that they're going through this rebuild phase. I get that Simmons might have maybe done more this year. Maybe. I don't know. I don't have their, you know, comparative stats right in front of me. But I just think that what Donovan Mitchell did as a rookie and what – and you can even make a uh, – you can even make an argument for Jason Tatum, but we didn't really see his, his you know, glory and his, you know, what he can do until the playoffs. So kind of didn't – you know, kind of didn't happen during the season. But yeah, I really thought it should have gone to Donovan Mitchell. I don't like this, you know, you know, second year rookie type deal. I don't think it's fair, but in all actuality, I really honestly think they should have pulled a Grant Hill and a Jason Kidd and split it with both. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I wouldn't have been upset if it went to Mitchell because Mitchell was fantastic and a true rookie. And it is kind of like unfair to just come in your second year and be like Oh yeah, I didn't play it all last year, so I can. <laughs> there was a joke on um, Bleacher Reports uh, Game of Zones, which is hilarious if you haven't checked it out yet. Um, Donovan Mitchell talking trash to Ben Simmons, saying like one point games in the playoff will cost you Rookie of the Year, but it's okay. You could try again next year. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of funny. I like yeah. that one though. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think in the long run, it's really only going to matter to Donovan Mitchell because I think he can draw on it for inspiration or motivation. 
you know, feeling like he got robbed, feeling like it should have been him. You know, I feel like that can only benefit him because, you know, if he has a great career, he'll add plenty of trophies to his trophy case. Just missing rookie of the year, I don't think that if he if he improves now, I don't think that'll be a big deal for him, you know? Yeah. Most definitely. But you know the NBA man, it's it's gonna be a crazy offseason. Like I said, it just started. Um but we really have nothing to watch, you know, coming up, you know, NFL's done, NBA's done. So yeah, we're looking forward to, you know, the NFL draft coming up. We're looking forward to, you know, free agencies. Um one thing I wish we did have was some fillers in between seasons. You know, you know, I, I love football. I can't get enough of football. You're the same way. Same thing with basketball. Hey, NBA free agency is one of the best dramas on TV. Oh, most definitely, right? But but I want to flip over to football. That NFL, did you hear about the AAF league coming into play? Am I just dropping this on you? What was that? AAF, have you heard about the AAF? AAF. The Alliance of American Football. You can hear about this league. They're coming out with a new professional football league here in America, man. And the, and the season starts right after the Super Bowl. Huh. And, the re- and the reason why I saw this is because I saw uh, uh, Steve Spurrier, you know, the old football Florida uh, head coach. He's, he's, a, he's a head coach on one, on one of these teams, and he was trying to recruit Tim Tebow. So I see the headlines where you're trying to recruit people. I'm thinking, like, what does he want to, like, bring him back, like, as a coaching gig? So I read into this, and they have this, you know, pro football league coming in, like, it, like right after the Super Bowl this year. And it's called the AAF, which stands for the Alliance of American Football. And they only have eight teams. They have, And the teams don't have names. They're just cities. And Atlanta – Birmingham, Alabama, Memphis, Tennessee, Orlando, Florida, Phoenix, Arizona, San Antonio, Texas, San Diego, California, and Salt Lake City, Utah will have professional football teams in them now, hmm. separate from the NFL. Now, what I take from this, I went to the website, and the website's all red, white, blue, white stars. I'm thinking they're trying to cater to the Patriots of the American Patriots, not the, not, right, not the right, New England right. Patriots, no, American Patriots, like like the people that are uh, uh, opposed to the Kaepernick kneelings. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is a, this is an all American league. You know what I'm saying? It's funny because Kaepernick have, actually actually needs a job. Maybe maybe they could bring him in. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. And like, I, I guess it's the same. It's all the same rules except for like five or six, which are there's no TV timeouts, um, 60% less commercials, which is going to make it more attractive to people to watch. Um, no extra points, only two point conversions, no kicks, no kickoffs. Okay. Each team starts at 25. If you want to do an onside kick, it's really weird. I still don't understand it. They started at 35 and they have one play to get 10 yards. And if they do, it's the onside kick. It's really weird. I, I, I don't know too much. I'd have to, like, see it, like, drawn out or play out, you know, to know it. But then, yeah, the no ons- no, no kickoffs. Um, they start at 25. They do some kind of that weird 10-yard thing for onside kick. Um, and this one's really, really big to me and why I think it's going to appeal to people that are so anti-NFL is that NFL dealed – 
dealt, excuse me, deal, dealt with head injuries themselves. So the NFL dealt with NFL head injuries, not with the AAF. The AAF, if they have head injuries, they have an outside organization, an unbiased look at it. So I think this is really an anti-NFL league. And I think um, NFL being such an American sport and people will watch it all year round. You know I'm saying? You're going to watch college football, you're going to watch college football, NFL, AF, AAF, and then right back around to college football, NFL. It's going to be all year round thing. And I think the people, I think year in and year out, a lot of people are going to start getting more into the AAF, AAF. You're going to start seeing it grow. And it's going to be kind of like the, the NBA and the ABA. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's, it's a weird take. What do you think about it? That kind of comes on the heels of uh, the XFL announcing that they're coming back in 2020. It seems like a lot of people are trying to take advantage of um, the lower ratings that the NFL is getting. And a lot of people claim it's because of the anthem kneeling. Like a lot of people are like, well, I'm not watching anymore because people are kneeling for the anthem. I don't totally buy that. Like I don't, I don't have a problem with the anthem protests you know me personally i i don't have a problem with it maybe it's because i'm not playing fantasy football anymore but i'm i'm also like kind of losing interest in the nfl maybe it's because the dolphins have never been good in my life and those that's my team but right it's it seems like we got a lot of different leagues sprouting up and i I was actually watching some uh arena football league highlights and that looks entertaining as hell like (laughs) <laughs> you have the fans right up on the field. There's no out of bounds. Like, it's all walls. Like, running backs or wide receivers can't just step out of bounds to avoid getting tackled. Like, you have to get tackled. And the field goals have, like, little springy nets on the sides of them. I think if, it, if the ball bounces off the net, like, a player can catch it and run it back or something like that. Right. I mean, yeah, you're right, dude. There's, you know, you know, besides the NFL, you got, you're right, you got the XFL, you got indoor football league shit. You have, you have lingerie football leagues. Now you're gonna have the AAF. I think, I think, like, I think people are fed up with the NFL and, you know, the bullshit bureaucracy that goes behind it. You know, what, what really throws me off is, you know, Tom Brady gets four game suspension for, you know, deflating footballs. You know, the, uh, and violence and you know and violence towards women whole whole things going on in the nfl and to give winston james winston whatever his name is three games for groping a a, a uber driver yeah. it's like so you're telling me that you're telling us that that's a flat, flat footballs are more egregious act than grabbing a woman that does not want to be grabbed touched sexually okay. you know what i'm saying NFL fails in so many little, 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 little places that I see why other people would be attracted to the AAF. You know what I'm saying? Would be attracted to watching XFL. Like, we know it's for player safety, but it's also a lot of them cause damage to the game, and we don't know what a catch is, and we don't know what pass interference is, and we don't know what a dirty hit is anymore, and we don't know where the quarterback's allowed to be touched anymore, and it's – all of that, plus the way they handle discipline. You remember when Ray Rice initially had a two-game suspension for for knocking out his wife with a right hook, and also, and then the video came. Yeah. Also, for Jameis Winston to come out and say like, "Oh, this is first. Well, before there was any evidence against him, he was calling that woman a liar and saying that 
you know, he's just trying to ruin her reputation. And then he, once he's caught and he's given the sentence, he comes out and he says, this is not me as a person. Like, this doesn't represent me. This is not characteristic of me. As if, as if 2013 at Florida State never happened, you know? Right, right. It's yeah, like, so it's like if you didn't have that track record. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, it's like if he didn't have that track record, you'd be more inclined kind of believe that he was drunk and, you know, just that to happen. But you have a track record, bro. No one's going to believe you if you have a track record. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Like, you should be a choir boy when you come into the NFL with that kind of track record he had. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you're making mills, man. Sacrifice 10 years and become a sleaze bag after that. You want to be a sleaze bag? That's fine. You're a multi-million dollar sleaze bag and you're not hurting your team or the, you know, your teammates or the owners and anyone else. You want to be a sleaze bag? Do it on your own fucking time when you're not playing football, you know, not saying that, not, not saying that people should be sleaze bags, you know, but I, I, I just think it's in his character to be one, you know? Yeah. But, you know, who knows why the NFL – I mean, I think we all have different theories about why the NFL's ratings are dropping. But for me, I just think the product isn't as good as it used to be. I don't – you know, Monday Night Football isn't must-watch TV for me anymore. Maybe it's because I'm not playing fantasy football anymore. Um, that's just a personal thing. Um, but, you know, who knows? Um, yes. Is there anything else we want to get into NBA, NFL-wise? Oh man, we're good. I I just think that we're just gonna be sitting by our sitting by our alerts, waiting for the next big free agency. Because I think the I think the big the, the biggest free agents that are in question are pretty much gone. Once Kawhi goes, we're gonna wonder if teams are gonna start making trades. You know what I'm saying? So I you know that, that's gonna be wide open. NFL, you know it's 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 all gonna be hearsay from here on out. You know I I I, I read a lot about you know, where they're ranking our players and our linebacker core and our running backs and their wide receivers and this, that, and third. But we're just going to have to wait it out and check it out. You know, right now we're just, you know, getting feedback from what's going on in camps, you know, in training. So I think as uh, as we get closer to preseason, we're going to have a whole lot more to talk about when it comes to the um, – NBA and NFL right now is at that stagnant point. So we're going to kind of move on to me and Joe's little segment of non-sports topics. Joe, why don't you take it away and break the news for everybody if people have not heard. Yeah, I don't know if this is a spoiler alert or not um, because we're not going to be spoiling nothing. But uh, The Walking Dead is entering season nine and it looks like Oh, well, it doesn't look like it's official. Um, The actors who play Rick and Maggie, respectively, are both opting out, per se, and leaving the show after season nine. And I think think they're going to try to carry on with the show afterwards. And I really disagree with that. I really think they should try, they should try to sum it up in season nine, have like a grand finale, and call it that, because even their their ratings are also kind of taking a hit, similar to the NFL. Yeah, I th- I'm with you, Joe. I think 
all good things eventually have to come to an end. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. what what I don't want out of The Walking Dead is Wizards Jordan. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Right. I don't want I don't want this to carry on to the point where it's like enough. You guys need to end it. You know what I'm saying? Like like shows that end on good notes to me is like the best thing. You know, Breaking Bad ended on a great note for me. Sopranos, at least it ended. You know what I'm saying? It ended weird. Have you you watched Sopranos? I, I haven't watched the Sopranos actually. Okay, if you watch the Sopranos, the ending it just ends really like what the fuck? What the fuck? You know? But yeah, this needs yeah. to end. The Walking Dead needs to end, and I think the reason why Maggie and Rick are leaving is because go 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 out there and ask anybody, you know, what's Maggie's uh, name in real life? Um, the actress. Yeah, uh, Lauren Cohen. Lauren right? Cohen. That's it. Yeah. Right, and then and like we know that, but I guarantee you the the diehard, you know, you know, not the diehard, like the average, you know, fan, they don't know her by they don't know her by Lauren Cohen, they know her by Maggie. A lot of people refer like we're talking about we're not like I've never really referred to even when we're talking about the Andrew Lincoln as an actor. I really refer to him as Rick. So I think they they don't want to be typecast as being Maggie and Rick. I think what. Dude, like every time I I've think seen John Bernthal in anything, I've been like, "Oh shit, it's Shane," and he was only there for two seasons. Right, right. And that's exactly what I was about to bring up. John Bernthal, you know, he he got killed off early enough, and then he went on to do great things. He did he did Fury that movie, uh, that Tank movie Fury. He was great in that. You know, Punisher. If you haven't seen the Punisher uh, series on Netflix, he's flipping awesome in that. You know, everything he's played. After he's gotten kicked out of kicked out of killed off Walking Dead, he's been good. He's been growing his career. I think Maggie, uh, Maggie, see Lauren Cohen and Andrew Lincoln don't want to be typecast as Maggie and Rick for the rest of their life. You know what I'm saying? Because it comes a comes a point where they they almost assume the character. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Where, where, wherever they go, they're going to be Maggie and Rick. They're not going to be Andrew and uh, Lauren. You get what I'm saying? I think they want to expand their acting career. And I think just being on The Walking Dead and just being how big it is and being two of the biggest characters on the show is killing their acting career outside of The Walking Dead. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like I know a lot of people who have been watching since season one, who just stopped like in the last year, year and a half, two years, they just like, <clears throat> you know, I know the, the comic book is still going on, but I think comic books and TV shows are judged on success very, very differently. And it's pretty obvious that the show has, has um, broken off from the comic book at this point. So I just think, Instead of trying to do like a The Office without Michael Scott scenario, I think it's just time to wrap it all up. You had nine successful seasons. That's a lot more than most TV shows can say. Yeah, wholeheartedly agree with you. I think it's time to move on. I think it's time to come to an end. Um, it just feels at like this moment, like every single season is is either either they. You know they stop. They stop. They stop some kind of enemy, and they find another one. And they go two seasons. They go through beefing with them, beefing with them, and it comes to a stop. And then they find new enemies, and they go through two seasons and beef with them, beef with them. It's almost like where the fuck are the zombies at? You know, 
it's like I think everybody has figured out the formula not only for like what they do between villains, but like every season, you know, we have a an exciting first episode to get us hooked and then like four or five kind of filler episodes usually boring almost nothing happens building up to the mid-season finale and the mid-season finale leaves you hanging for three months and then we get the start of the new second half of the season and it's like a repeat you know right you know and i just think you're you're absolutely right joe it's it's come it's come to a head it needs to end they need to end it on a great note because like i said i don't want to see wizards jordan I don't want to see like greatness turn into shit because you still wanted to squeak a little more out of the ketchup packet, you know, and your fries with cold. So I want to see Negan escape. I want to see lots of death to all the great characters. And then I want Rick to kill Negan and I want Daryl to still be alive. And then I want the show to end. Like that's these Daryl and Michonne walk off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, what's her name? Beth said in, uh, I think it was season four, you know, she said, Daryl Dixon will be the last man standing. I, I think we're close enough. You might as well just end it like that, you know? Right. Like ended the all out war with Daryl in the middle. Yeah. Just the only survivor. I mean, I'm for it, dude. Daryl's, uh, even though he's not in the comic book, is one of my favorite characters, you know? Primarily because, you know, I, I, I love the actor, you know what I'm saying? So, right. Yeah, he's I think it's for himself not being typecast as Daryl because he, he really, had yeah, but, but beforehand, too. Right. He had, he had the whole, he had the whole, um, God, Boondock Saints things beforehand, you know what I'm saying? He had, he, he was a cult hit in Boondock Saints before he walked over to Walking Dead. So, you can't, we can't sit there and look at him like, I kind of look at Andrew Lincoln because I didn't know who the fuck Andrew Lincoln or Lauren Cohen was before Walking Dead. I had no clue who they were. You know what I'm saying? And we saw Daryl like, oh, shit, fucking hell yeah, man, my boondock saints, bro. You know, what's up? So, yeah, that's my take on Walking Dead. It just needs to end soon. It's just getting way too redundant. Sure. The same shit goes on. Different enemies. Right. I mean, we got, we got the formula figured out. Surprise us one last time and end it happy, you know. Absolutely. Well, still, st- still standing on the Hollywood end. Did you go see Incredibles? No, I haven't. I'm sorry, I've been meaning to. <laughs> to you, you better go see that because you know what else comes out this Friday, right? Ant Man. Ant Man and the Wasp. Wow. I think that's gonna be. And I think honestly, is that um, this guy I work with? He has a theory, you know, with the whole with the whole that ties into the Avengers that Ant-Man is going to be the person to fix everything because you know how um, the original Ant-Man Pym, which is Michael Douglas plays him. His, his, uh, his wife goes, uh, his wife goes missing, which is Michelle Pfeiffer. She goes into like, you know, she keeps going into further and further into the time thing further, further into the time thing. And I feel like they're going to bring her back and they're going to figure out how to fix, you know, what Thanos did and reverse time and this and that. But the only person who knows, man, is Doctor Strange because he doesn't seen friggin' Avengers 15 million times. So only time will tell, man. Um, I can't wait to see Ant-Man and Wasp. I think that's going to be a great movie. But go see Incredible so we can talk about it. It's such a good movie, okay. Joe. I think I'm seeing movie. it tomorrow night, Monday night. Um. My nephew gave me a theory about Ant-Man 
I'm not saying I agree with it, but my nephew brought one of my nephews brought it up. He thinks Ant Man and the Wasp takes place before Infinity War, and Ant Man dies, and that's why he's not in, in Infinity War. Ooh, that, that that could be you know a good thing, dude. That that I mean, not a good thing. That, that could, could be a thing. good that theory. Enjoyable, but yeah. How do you hate Paul Rudd? <laughs> Paul Rudd is great. He's one of my faves. Right, right, absolutely. But that's a good theory, man. I didn't think about that. But you know, it, only time will tell. They're in phase two now, so this is going to be, you know, a, a, a crazy thing, man. I just, I just want to see more Star Wars movies, Joe. For sure. Yeah, I, I love Solo so flipping much. And did you know what I? You know, what I read. You know the, you know the leather jacket he has on. Yeah. It's Nerf leather. It's a Nerf leather from, you know, Nerf herder. It's, it's actually leather from a Nerf, dude. That was like, oh, my God, a little stupid shit like that. You know, that's why I love Star, Star Wars. Easter eggs in Star Wars, to me, are like like giddy candy, bro. Like, whenever I see a Easter egg for Star Wars, I get, like, giddy. Like, not for Marvel, for Star Wars, I do. For sure. All right. Before, before we go... How long do you think it is until LeVar Ball starts blaming LeBron James for the Lakers losing games? Oh, right away. Right away. I'm so excited. For right that. away. Right away. Oh, well, you were supposed to come in and make my son better. My son made you better. You know, you're not nothing without no, – you, you know how he's going to be, man. But um, it, it's going to be interesting, and who knows if – who knows who knows if Le, uh, LeVar uh, – I mean, Lonzo Ball stays there now. Right. You, you don't know. Now, now that they got LeBron, bro, what do you need? What do you need Lonzo for? Now, now I, personally, I think Kuz was the better out of those two well, rookies. Now, now, now you have bargaining chips. Now you have good young bargaining chips that are cheap. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So, oh well, yeah, man. Um, I think we did pretty good, Joe. We covered a lot of stuff. We covered uh, LeBron James. Being a Lakers, let's see if he's going to take on Showtime again. Mm-hmm. Uh, PG-13 staying in OKC. GR3 coming to the Pistons, man, which is, I think, a great trade. Oh, I mean, a great acquire. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Talk a little AAF action and how, how the NFL is sinking more and more and people are taking advantage of it. Um, and we talk a little bit about a walking dead, man, and how it should end. You covered everything, Joe? I think that's a episode, my man. That's awesome, man. Well, this was uh, awesome. We could do it again next week. I'm Sasha. And I'm Joe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Beards Radio forever.